Bruce Lawn. I'm gonna go to a couple passages that I think may be helpful. Ephesians 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one point, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of, of wrath. This passage implicates that we are by nature deserving wrath, and it is our desires and thoughts in the flesh, the cravings of the flesh. James kind of echoes this. So if we go to James 1, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Verse 14, each person is tempted when they are dragged away by what? Their own evil desire and enticed. So they're dragged away when their own evil desire and then they're enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death. Clearly there's a spirit of the air, but I think most music is reflective of the soundtrack that we're living. We're living a certain way, and therefore there's the soundtrack. And then there's people that look at that and live through it vicariously. So like if we go back to like NWA, NWA or the the the, the genesis of gangster rap, they were talking about stuff that was already happening in the society in South Central, except they were putting sauce on top of it. It was it was a bit hyperbolic. And so people were listening to that and because it reflected a reality that people from that area were experiencing. And then there were folks that didn't experience it, but for them, it was like watching a scary movie. It was like watching something vicariously through them, right? There's this dual consumption happening. Kids coming from that environment, really living some of that or seeing some of that, listening to that because it reflected a reality. And then there was other people who were just living vicariously through it. I would venture off to say that uh, the kids living vicariously through it weren't then going and shooting rando police officers in the suburbs, right? <laughs> like if the police didn't cause a kid in Oklahoma or Nebraska to go and like th th there wasn't, there's no spirit in the F the police song to go and do that. However, if you're already on that energy, that music can then become that soundtrack to then go and potentially make you go do some wild stuff. And there were people that definitely listening to gangster rap music that were getting hyped up to go do drive-bys. Like that was for sure happening. I think that most times when people are talking about spirits, they're removing intentionality. That's the issue, is they're removing the intentionality. And it seems like the thing that we all weave together here was, what is the intentionality of the person making the art, and what is the intentionality of the person consuming the art, right? If the person making the art is intentionally trying to make something dark, um, and then a person consuming the art is already on that dark energy, well then, yes. It's, and I see it with the Mark of the Beast stuff, but it's just, to me, it's the silly notion that you can get tricked into doing something. That like you could be pursuing Jesus, loving Jesus, reading your Bible every day, and then like Jay-Z drops 444 and you throw on the Jay-Z album, and then all of a sudden you go, ah, I got a spirit in me because I I listen to 444, but I'm listening and I'm praying. Just like you can't accidentally take the mark of the beast, I don't think you could accidentally let a demon in. I think you have to be seeking that out. I think you gotta be really dabbling in some stuff and seeking some stuff some stuff out. And there's obviously things that like we shouldn't consume. Like I'm not consuming WAP. I've never heard WAP. I have zero desire to listen to WAP. I don't know what WAP sounds like. I've never heard of it. I've l I don't even know what the beat sounds like. 
Like, I've just never heard of it because I know exactly what that is. That is pornographic music. I have zero desire to consume pornographic music, so I don't know what WAP sounds like. And so I think there are some things that are completely off, off limits and out of bounds. However, that isn't the stuff that's usually getting attacked. It's usually the stuff that's just kind of like, you listen to Kendrick, that Kendrick has spirits. And it's like, stop it. Like, no, he doesn't. Like, you don't know. So I think that's where it, get, it gets very, very bizarre. And sometimes the things that are most obviously demonic, we actually ignore. 60% of pastors have admitted to looking at pornography regularly, 60%. Man, if that's not demonic, like if, if, if there's not spirits attached to that, right? So it's all, it almost seems like we're always ignoring the, the massive elephant in the room <laughs> while going in like wanting to argue over like a Jay-Z lyric. Like, it's like, what, what? Like fam, this is, there's, uh, there's like real things people are dealing with that, that I definitely think carry sexual implication, not sexual, but spiritual implications of watching two people have intercourse I think definitely carries some type of like something is going on there, right? Like something is happening spiritually there between them and people are consuming this. But like you're concerned about like a Jay-Z song, like really like the Jay-Z song is going to do you in, right? Like or the we the weekend has a song on the radio and you're just riding a soccer practice and uh so you're writing a soccer practice, Jay-Z song comes on or, or a weekend song comes on and you think you're just going to get tricked into walking away from Jesus and renouncing the faith and losing your salvation. Like if you're literally ignoring the massive elephants in the room in our society. So let me go to my brother Truth. He just threw his hand up. Nobody ever talk about the spirits of pornography and stuff. And man, folks are struggling in silence with pornography. I think you hit the nail on the head. We, we the the church has a bad habit of like the real struggles that people have, the real things that are really messing up, like the church, like uh, pride, like uh, pornography, you know, those things, lust, uh, sex outside of marriage, all those different things. Like we have, they, they fumble the bag on those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like the stuff that's just like so, such low hanging fruit that's really like, and this is, I can, I'll give my own testimony. Like, even as an early Christian, like, first coming into the faith, I didn't have to be told, like, yeah, you need to be careful what you listen to. Mm -hmm. I just kind of knew it. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, yeah, this isn't talking about the stuff that I'm reading in the Bible that I should be having my mind. And there were simple scriptures that said, what's, you know, what sort of things are good, you know, true, you know, of good report, you know, pure, all these different yeah, things or, that said to think truth on. Truth and not, like, not to cut you off, or, or even, or even, um, and this might be controversial, but even, hey, this song from this artist who wrote a love song about his wife may not be good for me to listen to when I'm away from my wife or I'm going through a yeah. hard season or whatever, or while I'm single. But this song, in the context of me and my wife yeah. hanging out or me and my wife making love may be totally appropriate, right? So like even that exactly. right there can be can be different. Now I'm not listening to a song about like bagging random chicks down while I'm with my wife, right? But there yeah. are songs, like I think <laughs> I, 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 me and my wife enjoy quite a few songs written by Prince yeah. 
about his wife, you know, and that's totally different than an R. Kelly exactly. song. You know what I mean? Like about being a <laughs> Pied Piper, right? Like totally different context, totally different intent, totally different source, yeah. so on and so forth. So I think even in that, like there are songs that might be appropriate for a se- like a love song can be appropriate for a specific season in a specific context and not uh, when someone's isolated or going through it, you know, and, and listening to hyper erotic music on their own. Yeah, they. I think the equating mainstream music to like, like people treat the mainstream music, people listening to that, like how they should be treating people watching porn mm-hmm. in secret. And that's the bigger issue. I think you hit the nail on the head. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even like, even to, 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 to dig a little deeper, like, man, there's, 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 there's kids right now taking out hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans that they'll never be able to get rid of. Right. And, 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 and now the government's in your pocket for 30% of your revenue, more or less when you factor in the interest for decades. You know, like there, there's stories of people that are retiring and they can't get their SSI benefits because they have student loans and those student loans are government insured, meaning that's the only type of debt you can't put into a bankruptcy. And there's people like terrible. actually with student loan debt that they will never get rid of. They can have hospital mm-hmm. bills, they can get sick, they can, all these other things happen, but they will never get rid of those student loans because our system is designed in a way where the government federally insures that. And the burden that that could place on young married couples, young entrepreneurs, young families, where uh, you know 20 to 30 to 40% of your yeah. revenue is going out to, to, to pay out these student loans. Like that's a real thing that I think really keeps people in the cycle of poverty. And yeah. we know the number one reason for divorce is money fights and money problems. And so like, is that a spirit? Is that a, is that an institutional conspiracy? Is that inst- systemically institutionally? Well, I think it is. I think there's something there with that. You know, um, the, the, the fact that someone can't get a loan or a grant to start a business, but that you'll give them six figures in debt that they will never be able yeah. to get rid of. Um, that's that's you know 18 year old that's kind of wild you know we, we talk about pornography how about how about the fact that like we're, we're seeing the first drop in life expectancy um and especially amongst men right like mm-hmm. we're literally seeing a life expectancy decline for the first times in generations um mental health issues suicide is on the rise all these different things are happening and that that's not yeah. spiritual. So, and you're concerned about Jay Z. You're like you're. That's what I'm saying. You're concerned about that. Like I don't know. I just think there's so many bigger fish to fry, and we're and we're concerned about like spirits and yeah. music and rap music or in country music, as Lizzie pointed out. I'm just so uh, perplexed by the lack of just scales on what is actually a priority to address as a church. Yeah, it, it'd be one thing if you were talking to like somebody who was new to the faith. Like I've dealt with a lot of um people in the campus ministry and they're younger people. And so like they're just a lot of them are just coming to Christ. And so they're kind of in a more of a what I would call like a season of extremes where like, you know, some of them will have to for a season cut off the set, you know, the mainstream music because it sure. does have a stronghold as far as like how they view things, how their emotions are shaped, you know. It's their soundtrack. It was the soundtrack of a former life that they're no longer right. in. So they're at a very early state right. of uh, shifting. So, it's, so a lot of that stuff still plays a huge role in it. But it's not because of like spirit. It's just because, you know, when you're becoming to be more spiritually minded versus carnally minded, you know, those emotions can really jack you up. And a lot of I've seen a lot of Christians who were really struggling with, you know, 
having like this carnal mind because they kept early on in their faith they kept the like mainstream music yeah. and the messages just weren't healthy just like yeah. the passage that we both read like those thoughts have you have to kind of go through a season of extreme i think early on i think all of maybe maybe most of us took the wrong extreme and was breaking cds and getting rid of stuff so maybe <laughs> like some of us went too extreme i know i did I only kept one CD. It was the Kendrick Lamar CD, but every other thing had to go. I think some of us went a little too extreme. We yeah. could have probably just put it up and just said, hey, yeah. you know, I don't need that. And that's what I encourage people to do. I'm like, you don't have to break CDs if you don't feel led to. But I do right. think that seasons of extremes starting off when it comes to like, hey, I'm trying to live a delivered life. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't do this because I have freedom in Christ now. I think that is healthy. But to say that like their spirits, I think it just creates a boogeyman. It's, I mean, it makes you afraid of Satan, and we're not supposed to be afraid right. of Satan as believers. We understand the enemy, but Satan isn't like you said; he's not everywhere. He's not omnipresent. You know, God is with us, and He's everywhere. And like we can, if we have His Spirit in in us, we don't have to be afraid of Satan. But we can use wisdom and know, like, oh, this is clearly satanic. I don't hmm. have any. I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. I don't see anything redeemable about it. I reject it, and that's the end of it. I think we all Christians get to a place where that's a pretty that's routine i mean it's routine right. outside of music it, it makes sense in every other uh fashion i think we all have to walk in that wisdom so yeah yeah, yeah and i think i think that's what you said is like like that wi wisdom right wisdom walking out wisdom but here's here's an example of something that i did that that was really annoying uh i did a video which i thought was a very thoughtful video about the secret lessons of squid game and I give the context of what's going on in Korea and the debt problem and all this kind of stuff. And I repeatedly had Christians pulling up and saying, mm -hmm. Christians shouldn't watch this, this show. And I was like, listen, um, I didn't ask you if we should watch this <laughs> show. Like the video was not, should Christians watch Squid Game? The video was... Right. You're here because you probably already watched Squid Game and you're trying to make sense of it. Here are some some of the important themes in it that we may have missed about Squid Game. Um, and here is a takeaway lesson from Squid Game that's tied into a, a biblical worldview, right? And so I think I think that, that was the point of that video, but it's like, we shouldn't watch Squid Game. It's like, fam, listen, mm -hmm. you should be way more concerned about the, the, the amount of waste to someone's day-to-day -day life from binge watching squid game than you are to the a spirit getting to them through squid game like for someone the average person watches 30 hours of tv a week okay the average person watches 30 hours of tv a week if we factor in netflix we factor in all these things so be concerned about that and and like the compounding effect of like squandering so much of your time and less concerned about ruslan making a video about squid game Right. Like like that's not going to cause you to to get tricked into walking away from Jesus and lose your salvation or take a spirit. What, what you watching 30 hours of TV a week or whoever binging all this stuff, even if it's not yeah. Squid Game, like that actually has serious implications on your life. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like doing that indefinitely <laughs> has real life limitations and is potentially going to keep you in the spirit in, in the, it's the spirit of poverty, let alone take that into your marriage and then recreate that cycle of broken families and broken divorce and, and divorce yes. and, and, and civil talks household. about that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's Proverbs. like, again, what it, the just scales, like we're here. We've already watched squid game. I don't need a comment saying we shouldn't watch squid game. That's already been done. Here's the takeaway from it to get us to think differently about <laughs> it. What an actual application point instead is like, yeah, maybe that maybe sh we should be talking about consumption as a whole for Christians. You know what I'm saying? 
Kingstream Entertainment. Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. Remember to hit that like button and make sure you subscribe. I wanted to tell you about a free upcoming course I am putting together at mastermyhabits.com. When you sign up right now, you'll be the first to be notified about the course. And in the meantime, you'll immediately get access to a playlist going over my journey on how I went from addiction to freedom forming habits. So make sure to hit that link in the description. I'll see you on the next video.